0: and how you can use your podcast to finally get to that next level. Now, turn on your mic and let's start down the path to podcast success. Okay,
1: welcome everybody to another very exciting episode of Path to Podcast Success. I have a guest here that I am very excited uh, to have on the podcast For those of you listening, this is releasing just before she is launching her own podcast. So we are getting a very exciting look at the beginning stages of a podcast. We're going to be diving into that on today's episode and a whole lot more. Helen Norbury, welcome to the podcast.
2: Thank you. And thank you for that welcome. thats uh, It's really a very exciting time as I'm sure you probably remember when you launched yours, just being on that sort of little edge of excitement as it's all about to hit the world and go live. So yes, it's very exciting.
1: Oh, yeah. It's exciting. There's some nerves in there, but a lot of excitement. Oh, yes.
2: Sure. <laughs> a bit of that as well.
1: <laughs> yeah, of course. So I like to start off in the same place with all of my guests. And that's by making sure that all my listeners are on the same page. And they have the context that they need to get the most that they can out of this conversation. Mm. So for all those people, go ahead and tell us, what is it that you do?
2: Um, I'm going to kind of come at this a slightly different direction. Because that's as nice. I'm sure we'll uncover as as we go through this conversation, is, uh, I'm not a great fan of labels. Um, because, that's okay. Um. If you were to label me you'd probably call me a business consultant and coach and actually just before i came on this um this call now i looked on linkedin just out of curiosity how many people label themselves as a business consultant on linkedin there's 7.7 million people who label themselves as a business consultant and I really don't feel like I sit in a bucket with those other 7.7 million people because what I do is really different. Yes, I look at people's businesses and I help them to get huge efficiencies in how they work, whether that is in a coaching and consulting business, whether that is in call centers, I've worked in the National Health Service in the UK. I've worked in governments. I've worked in call centers. I've worked in manufacturing, doing the wings for Airbus uh, planes. It's such a broad, really diverse mix of businesses. So I can make your business and I can advise you on how to make your business super, super efficient and profitable and amazing (laughs) from that side of things. But where I'm different is that I also tap into hugely the people within the organization and helping each individual person to unlock all of their own potential. And again, I know there's thousands, millions of mindset coaches out in the marketplace as well. But where I feel that I'm totally different is that I bring those two things together. So I'm not just looking at the processes, not just looking at the people. I'm looking at those two things as a holistic package. And so, yes, you can get improvements in your business by improving the business. You can get improvements in your business by improving the people. But by doing both, this is a huge synergy. So you can just explode. And that's really what I help people to unlock. And particularly small businesses and business owners and professionals in their sort of up to 250K type of size. So just as you're getting started, working out how to really get into this running your own business compared to sitting in the corporate space, what does that look like? What are the challenges and how those are different? And I really help people to tap into everything that's already inside them so that they can run efficient, effective, profitable
1: businesses. That's me. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> I I seriously love and very much resonate with your focus on people. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. That is.
2: It's always been, you know, just a natural side of who I am so when I start or how I got into this I suppose um I went to university not really having a clue what I wanted to do and I went to university found the broadest course that I possibly could and bought myself what I thought I would just buy myself four years of time doing French and business and I thought that that covers pretty much everything doesn't it so uh I thought I'd just buy myself some time to hopefully get this sort of bolt of lightning that would finally tell me what it was that I was put on this earth to do. and um, still had was not much the wiser after four years. And so I started my career in operations and logistics just simply because that was the part of my course that I'd enjoyed the most. And it was fine. It was going, you know ticking along. But then I was actually headhunted out of that division of the company and into management consultancy. And I started working in change management and really for the first time connecting into the people side of business. And I was like, hallelujah, this is what I was here to do like working with people, connecting with people. And it just felt so natural and so easy. And I know people, it's a real buzzword, that people talk about flow and ease, but that's honestly what it was like. It was like I wasn't working anymore. I was just hanging out every day and just having an amazing time, connecting with people. And literally, ever since then, wherever I've gone, the teams that I've managed, the teams where I've been doing consultancy, they're like, wow, we've never had a manager like you. Like, you're so different. You actually care about us. And this is really at the core of everything that I do and probably why I've ended up where I've ended up in terms of my my career and my business now because I just care deeply about people. And I later was fairly recently, in fact, the last two, three years, added to my skill set by learning about trauma and bringing trauma coaching into my repertoire if you like because how people interact with each other how they communicate with each other how they respond given whatever may have happened to them in their life up till this point i feel is so so important that every single person understands this and is able to be compassionate and kind towards the other people that we're sharing our lives with where our paths cross and so it's so important to me to bring that trauma-informed aspect into the work that I do because I do just basically love people
1: that's amazing and that that is just it's something that's really taking this love of people that you have and taking it to the Mm. next level in you know how you're helping people i just i really i really love it because i see too often in business both in like in entrepreneurship and and, an online business like us and just in the world at large yeah there's not a focus on Mm. people at all and so this is something that i i really love because that's that's my favorite part of being in business honestly yeah so much yeah, it's like communicating, having these conversations and meeting and getting to know new people. yeah, you know, that you like.
2: It's always inspired me so much to see like to be working with someone or you know being in a team with them or consulting in their business or something like that. And seeing a person go from point A to point B. And when there's like that moment where you see a veil drop and like suddenly they can see the world for the first time and that I can't tell you more than any other thing that I do in my life, that gives me so much job satisfaction, if that's the right word, so much fulfillment to see that a person can finally perceive the world in a different way because... You've helped them to lift something away from covering over their eyes and knowing the impact that that's going to have, not just on them, but on their families, their children, everybody else that they interact with. That's, that's what inspires me to do this day in day out, because you see that difference that you're making Uh, in someone's life.
1: I love it. That, that, that's incredible. And that's, that is, that's, like I said, that's one of the best parts about being in business is being able to help 100%. people. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I wanted to ask, tell me, let's talk about your podcast. So you have a podcast. Yeah. It's launching very soon. It's very Next exciting. Next
2: week, hopefully, yes. Oh, yeah. Super, so super did, excited about that.
1: Why did you start it?
2: Um, because I have a big message inside of me. Which we've started to touch on today, and everywhere that I go, people say to me, "Oh, I could listen to you all day." And I thought, you know what? I've got, I've got a voice that allows me to to share a message, and I do honestly believe that, even if I didn't know when I was in my early twenties quite why I was here, and my purpose in this on this planet, I do feel now that i've been given a a voice that i can share a really really important message with and i see my podcast as being the first step on that journey i see myself on stages in due course as well so that i can really bring this message as we've talked started talking about today about the importance of people in the world the importance of kindness and compassion in the world, the importance of understanding the diversity and appreciating the diversity of of the world and all the people within it. And my podcast is the first step on that. Um, It's called Becoming Unapologetically Me, and it really does what it says on the tin. So I believe i kind of I'm a very visual person. I believe when you're born, you're almost like a sunshine, just this bright ball of energy full of inspiration, hope, compassion, kindness, peace, confidence, clarity, like all these beautiful traits that you have when you're born. as life happens and it happens to us all some more so, less so, but these clouds start to be overlaid on this sun to the point where you lose a little bit of touch with who you are at your very centre and at your very core. People tell you things, you adopt those stories as a reality and you start to create your reality based on things that you're told, things that you experience, and you move away from who you really are at your core so what becoming unapologetically me is all about it's about stripping those clouds back to really return to the core essence of who you are and how you want to show up in the world and how you can move through things like grief things like trauma moving away from the labels that are given to you at various points in your life either by yourself or by other people and to really connect and dial into your passions and just follow your heart through the world in a kind caring and compassionate way and so I do um I've got some episodes where it's just me talking and then I've got some amazing guests as well and it's I'm so excited. I literally, I wrote out all the titles for the episodes the other day and I'm literally bouncing up and down because I was like, oh, it's like a book as well. You know, it just, it feels so inspiring. And that's really the intention behind it is to give people hope and inspiration and, um, just, a uh, lifting of that cloud. So knowing that, you can be whoever you want to be you can step into your greatness in whatever way that looks like and just have the confidence to be you because you're awesome
1: i love that that is an incredible premise for a podcast i think that's amazing and i love Thank that you you're, i love that you're sharing your message With the world, and you have this message to share, and you wanted to get it out there, and the podcast is your first foray foray into doing that. I think that's incredible. Yeah,
2: for sure. Yeah.
1: Now, how does it relate to your business? Do you anticipate this being a positive addition to the business, as far as you know? How I don't know exactly how you structure it, but like clients and just business growth in general. Do you see this yeah. as becoming a valued part of your of your marketing and just your business 100%. growth in general
2: I see um the podcast and speaking on stage will ultimately be the way that people get to know me and they get to know how my approach is different to the other seven point seven million business consultants that they could find on LinkedIn um I'm a very spiritual person I tap into that side of me I'm I have learned along my journey to really lean into my feminine energy as well I used to be a very um, dynamic in my masculine energy person and actually leaning into my feminine energy is a really such a a place that I love to do business from. And so I think my podcast will help to convey that side of me. So I'm not going to be for everyone. I don't pretend to be for everyone. But my ideal clients, my dream clients, I think will really tap into my energy and feel my vibe and want to be a part of want me to be a part of their business growth and their business development, their business life. And I think I can do that much more effectively through a podcast than I can through a thousand posts on Facebook or, you know, any other social media site.
1: Right. uh, Yeah. I think that that's one of my favorite parts of podcasting is just, you know, being able to put yourself out there and yeah, position yourself as an expert and just as you
2: yeah and I also like I say I I'm a very I read energy a lot in terms of when I'm talking to someone I kind of like just get a vibe from them and I know this is someone that I want to talk to more or this is not someone that I want to talk to more and that's so much easier to do through the spoken word and oh, yeah. through you know compared to anything written because well, yeah, if, of... if it's
1: like a blog or something like that i mean you can outsource that kind of work like it's very possible yeah. that the person didn't even write it or if you yeah, know, maybe it's sure. just something like that whereas a podcast i mean there's no there's no question that it's <laughs> I you and it's me can't outsource
2: my voice no.
1: exactly
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like the the podcast is three or even four-dimensional Whereas the blog or the posts on social media, they're very much more one dimensional. And so you get, I mean, you might have made a, a supposition about what I'm like and who I am before we first spoke. But when we speak, that can kind of go out of the window and you actually now have tapped into the the energy field around me and what I'm, you're getting a much better vibe of what I'm like as a person from us having oh, yeah. this spoken conversation compared to a few messages between each other you know so yeah. uh, that's what I love about it and the we're multifaceted people and the podcast really allows all of those sides of us to to come across
1: oh yeah so as as we begin to wind down the the podcast there was one question I wanted to ask you and I think this is a very mm. relevant question to where you're at in the podcasting yeah. process as you're starting your podcast what's your biggest fear about podcasting and do you think it's actually going to come true
2: (laughs) you know i i've told um well some of my friends like people that i'm in a a bit of a network with and i sent them a message going oh it's happening next week and i've got these butterflies of anticipation in my stomach that are kind of a little bit of what if no one listens to all of this and it's so important and but no one kind of hears about it or they just don't know and it gets lost in the, the big world of podcasting and so there's that fear that I've got what I feel is such an important message to share and that it never gets to see the light of day because it doesn't get out of the the rest of the noise in the podcast world. So that's a fear. Um, I I slightly worry about haters. Like, what if someone really disagrees with what I say? But I'm not too worried about that because... uh, it's all backed up in science and fact, and it's my opinion. And, you know, I'm not too worried about that, but um, a little bit of, oh god, what if I start getting hate mail? (laughs) Um, But because I, you know, I I do care about the response that people have in that um, I never want to upset people intentionally by saying something that's been misconstrued. Um, but at the same time, I'm not there to make friends with the whole world. you know, of course, I will have some opinions that might be controversial or um not sit in natural alignment with where someone else's opinions are. If I'm honest though, I don't believe that any of those are going to come true. they are <laughs> they're my inner saboteur that's trying to kind of derail me a little bit and because I do a lot of mindset work, I'm very familiar with those, um, those aspects of me and where my my own trauma still tries to, to throw a spanner in the works at times. And so I'm very conscious of it. I acknowledge it, I, I recognize it. I don't try to push it away, just see it for what it is. It's just a fear, yeah. it's just a concern. Um, it's not going to change my reality and I will base my response on the facts and the truth as to what actually happens when we launch and start you know people in the world start to hear the message that I'm sharing.
1: Thank you for being uh, open about your fears and I definitely I, I have interviewed a lot of podcasters I it definitely, uh, you're definitely not the first person to have (laughs) these fears. I will say of all the people who've had the fear of what if no one listens and the fear of what if people do listen and hate it and Mm. express that hatred, not a single time has that ever actually happened to anyone sure, I've ever I'm talked sure. to as far as podcasting yeah. goes? Just for your own peace of mind and for anyone yeah. listening who is like starting well, this a is podcast, the thing. like, oh, I'm feeling the same thing.
2: Yeah, I've listened to loads of podcasts from all sorts of different people. And there might be opinions that I disagree with, but at no, no point have I ever said anything negative about the person hosting it. It's It just wouldn't even cross my mind because... I can fully understand that they're expressing their opinion about something and it's based on their personal experience. And so I'm kind of <laughs> awake enough to see that. And I also believe that the people listening to my podcast will share a similar viewpoint that they'll understand that that's it. And they don't have oh, to yeah. agree with everything I say, but that's fine. And We're... also for
1: someone to actually like leave a negative review, it has to yeah. be like... Like actually, just completely, like you have to be like, oh man, I love murdering people, <laughs> yeah. or something. Like then maybe someone would leave a negative review, but literally yeah, anything I, other than that, it's like, yeah, yeah, no. for sure. I mean, it's hard enough to get people to leave a for a positive review. Yeah, but yeah. Like most someone's... well, this
2: is the thing. I I remember uh, when I was doing business studies at university and saying, you don't really ever get reviews for anything, you know, because most people are just sitting in the middle and they're not pulled strongly enough in one direction or another to want to leave a review positive or negative and so i i honestly i recognize these as fears rather than an any kind of a likelihood of a reality
1: um those things where you have to just do it and then after you've when you do it and then when you know for sure it's not going to happen because it hasn't happened then it's like then it's like you're finally able to let go of the fears
2: Yeah. And I've got so many examples for myself where I've pushed through a fear, not of doing podcasting, but of all sorts of other things, you know, where I've, I've gone, oh, that feels a little bit scary. I'm not sure if I'm going to do it. And actually, you get to the other side and you go, that wasn't nearly as bad as I made it out to be. And so... And this is part of what I, I help people with as well. Like the more you build that muscle of courage of doing things, actually the easier it becomes to do scary things. Um, so I'm not going to be jumping out of a plane anytime soon, but it does become easier to do scary things oh, yeah. as you do scary things. The more and you, you get you, comfortable with fear, the yeah.
1: more you get comfortable with fear.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, and it doesn't I become it. anything like a scary to push through that fear and get to the other side where it's comfortable again.
1: That's the most important thing is to be able to push through and actually do it. And that's uh, why I'm so excited for your podcast to be launched. Oh, thank you. For everyone to listen to it. I think that's amazing. Thank
2: you. I love what you're doing here. And um, yeah, thank you so much for having me as a guest.
1: Of course. We appreciate you for being a guest on the podcast. For people who are interested in you and everything that you're doing and in your podcast, where can they find out more about you?
2: Um, i've got a website which is helen ann norbury and with an e on the end Um, and i'll send you that to put in the show notes Um, and i'm on social media of all shapes and forms linkedin facebook instagram and obviously my podcast coming soon which is becoming unapologetically me is going to be on itunes and spotify and all those other fun places as well
1: Perfect. I'll make sure all that stuff is linked up in the show notes and I encourage everyone to check that out. Thank you again.
2: Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode and for supporting the Path to Podcast Success Show. If you haven't already, please leave us a five-star rating and a written review letting us know what you think of the show so we can bring you the most value we can from these expert podcasters. Your support helps us reach more people looking to step up their podcast game so that they can continue to grow their brand and spread their message. So again, thank you for listening to this episode of The Path to Podcast Success, and we'll see you in the next episode.